Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Today's shir is being sponsored by Adam Labato, my father, Ben Miriam, who's just received some difficult news and needs a Kajbarhu's Nisim. And by Ari Bloom. Says Sally, the Avelos of the Churban was winding down yesterday morning. My mother's family's Avelos continued with the loss of my Zaydi, Allah Hashem, at 90. Giving his love for learning. I'm reading this because Ari Bloom is a very big part of the Dav and he's a big writer and he spends a lot of time writing for Ari Merkaz. So I'm going to read this. And also because his grandfather is very, very into the Dav. Giving his love for learning. I can think of nothing better than sponsoring today's sheer and eight minute clip as an Aliyah for his Neshama. Apart from his family, nothing came before his death, Yoy Mishir. He enjoyed many of the finer things in life, but his greatest pleasure was to discuss the sugya and that these daf. I've been in a shir with him once before. I can testify that he's never happy until he's fully comfortable with the Pshat and the Gemara. He would never admit, but why was Zaycha to finish Shaz so many times his last weeks? When he was too weak to keep up with the daf, he switched to learning Yerushalmi with my uncle. Kids, so he left behind the beautiful mishpacha, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all proud Shem Yitzhak Mitzvahs. Maybe he made it to our dear Bobby. Kol Tov Ari Bloom. Huh? Lili Nishmas Chaim David Ben Avram. Yes. This guy goes up. So says the guy in the booth. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I know what it is. Say it. This one is for you, Sadik. I don't have it here. Whatever. Maybe you'll bring it up soon. By Uri Stern. You hear Uri, you know Uri Stern? Ah. I joined this year a few weeks ago at the end of Yuma. To say I haven't learned in 40 years wouldn't be true. I'm only 36 and I work for the mirror. However, the gishmak I have listening to the year is a gishmak that is too real to describe. My whole day has become daf yoimi. I start with listening to Shir and then I listen to the Chazar Shir, which I would love if you did every day. I also find others who learn Daf Yoyimi and ask them questions and talk to them in learning. It's Mamish made a new me. I live in Shalayim and try to Zoom in the mornings, but if not, sometimes because of my job, I only go to sleep at 3 a.m., listen right when it goes online. I Zoom once it's Shabbos, but I hope to start coming to Beit Shemesh to hear it live. Hopefully someone could save me a seat. I hope to introduce myself in person. Thanks so much for everything. Have a great Shabbos. Uri, P.S. I'm not a good writer. Leave that to Nachman. Is there any way to call you a voice note as sometimes I need clarity from things that were mentioned this year that would be a lot easier and clear? Uri Stern. No comments. The, yeah, you can email questions. Noam is going to take those questions. The Paras HaChodesh is Michael Bemela, in memory of his mother, Dvar Fego Bashmul, and father-in-law Menachem Mendel Ben Elchonon, and in Schus, to make it to Uman Rosh Hashanah this year. Raboisai, this is my fourth shear in the last 20 hours. And I'm full of koiches. I'm mamish, bringing it up. About to fly to America. And I'm asking you to please daven that things should go smoothly in terms of this shear. Avi Mandelbaum says like this, I have to say for the first 30 plus years of my life, I don't think I ever fully appreciated the loss of Esam Migdash. It simply didn't work for me. I couldn't feel the connection and therefore the loss of a building destroyed nearly 2,000 years ago. It goes on and on. Today, after almost three months of Yuma, learning all about the Esam Migdash, the Kalim, the replacement, the orientation, today's kinos took on a greater meaning for me. I was able to understand many of the kinos much better this morning than ever before. 
You often comment that learning the daf will make you a better husband, better father, better this and better that. Today, learning the daf has 100% made me a better Jew. As I go over some of the kinos with my daughters, a better father, thank you. May, be, may this be the last time we fast. Tisha B'Av, Amen. Today's daf is daf Yud Gimel. We're holding on the top. Omer Av Chonam Barovo. Hani Hizmei Vihigei Misachim Bahu. Hizmei is this stuff maybe, just for illustrative purposes. You could use this as schach. Higei is, we're a little bit more familiar, thorns, thorn bush. You could use this as schach. Abai says no. Abai Omar Behizmei Misachim. You could use this. You cannot, you cannot use this as chach. My time, why? Since the leaves keep on falling down, says Rashi, constantly. It's a constant bombardment of leaves. Once again, we have the svar that we started off the Amma, the top words on the Amma that we finished off in the morning, or yesterday if you're watching if it has a terrible foul odor, you can't use it as schach because it's going to chase you out of the schach, out of the sukkah. Over here, this is also going to chase you out of the sukkah because it's very uncomfortable to sit there while this thing is hitting you in the head. It's mashma though, I believe the Ritva says this, that it would be okay to put this on the wall. He doesn't say the other thing, but I'm assuming what he means to say is that you cannot put this stuff, shvatsare, on the wall, ushushe, because the smell is the smell. What's the difference? But this, since it's about falling into your head, into your soup, so this is the problem according to Abai. Not exactly short, but I found a picture here. This might do the job for us. It's not the greatest picture. But this is towards the bottom of the decal. Somebody chopped down the, the palm tree. And if you look over here, there's a lot of offshoots. Imagine you take this whole piece, the whole circle with the offshoots. Sigmar wants a thing, the Sigmar is saying that there might be a problem here, that it's egged. You're, 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 you're putting a bundle of wood on your sukkah. Look here, one piece, two piece, three pieces, four pieces. They're all connected with this. This is a nice giant rope or whatever you want to call it. It's attaching them all. So maybe it's also, maybe it's putting a bundle of schach on your sukkah. And why is that not a problem? Because it happened with Eishamayim. You didn't do it. There's no gzeras oitzer over here. Even though it's all tied together. What's the whole problem? The problem is that you might come to use your storehouse for a sukkah. You might... Have a bundle on your shoulder, you might want to dry it out, da, da, da. Th- that's, that's not a concern when it's Bidei Shomayim, because Baruch Hu made this Eged, not you. Avagav, the Hodar Ogid even though at a further time, he went, now look at this, Rashi explains because these guys are difficult for Schach. They go upwards, they, they dray this way, that way, they're not good Schach. So you want to tie them down and, and create a schach out of them. So even though you're tying it, one item, you can't tie down one item. It's already tied at the source. 
you can't go ahead and tie it more, you're not going to gain anything. Tying your own hair is not tying. It's already uh, attached to your head. So you're going to tie it over there. Great. You did another knot, but it's already there. What? The back of your head. It doesn't matter how many times you use the trunk. So, so, the Hasidim want to say over here that Klai Yisrael is one. Klai Yisrael is one Ashama with a lot of goofim. So in Mela, there's no, there's no need to get them together. We're all one. No matter who we are and where we are, we're all one. Yeah? They don't really say it. I said Again, the same exact halacha again, just this time it's on, a, on, on a reeds, canes, anything that has offshoots, you could use it as even though the source brings together other stuff. Let me ask you here. Here's a great example. If you have a branch, you have a bunch of other things coming off the branch. So is that branch an egg? It's ma'agit, all the offshoots? No, everybody understands. It's, it's one piece that has a lot of offshoots. So it doesn't matter if you tie it or you don't tie it. Again, same idea if the reed holds together a bunch of other offshoots. Since it's minashamayim, it's not a problem. And even if you're going to go and take all the offshoots and tie those down, it's too late already. Shamayim already tied it down. Agad v'chad, lo yishmei agad. Tayin ha-malachim, the same malach again. Kronim v'du kronim isakchim bahem. Same idea. You have the reed and you have the offshoots. Kronim pshita. So you can read it two ways. Kronim v'du kronim. Two separate, two, two things happen there. Either he's using the reeds or he's using the offshoots of the reeds. Kronim pshita, of course you use reeds. That's bamboo. Everybody in the olden days, that's what everybody used. Says the Gemara, Ema konim sheldukronim. It's not konim vidukronim. It's not with a vav. It means to say konim sheldukronim. That if you have a reed that has offshoots, like we're talking up until now, misakhimbem. Just because it holds everything together, it doesn't mean that it's an egg and it's a problem. Omra of Chizda, Omra of Inabashilo, Hanemarisa the Agmo, going to Murr now, flying into Pesach. You have Murr. What kind of Murr? Lettuce. Now, if you were with us during Psachim, you know, because I'm, uh, you know, the big Litvak here, I had to mention a hundred times during Psachim that the best murr is romaine lettuce, not the horseradish. And then all the Hasidim wrote in that in Chanami, yeah, they also used lettuce, but they also used horseradish because in the Haim, they didn't have lettuce. And they became a minute to use the horseradish. But the Mishnah says that you're supposed to use lettuce, romaine lettuce first. Okay, fine. But I had to stick it in, of course. So, guy brings lettuce from the agam, from the swamp. What kind of lettuce is it? It's not romaine, and it's not the other types of lettuce, iceberg. It's agam lettuce. It's the swamp lettuce. You can use it for Pesach, for Marar. How can you use it for Pesach? Now, there are a bunch of Azovs in the Torah. I left my Azov at home by the door. What? Yeah? Why? 
Arnsko says yoin. Interesting. Are you sure? Why would he say yoin? So. Uh, does anybody have an English art school here? It says Yovon and Yoin. What? See? We go by the art scroll. But the funny thing is. Yovon. It's Yovon, yeah. Sometimes the English. Mafla is in English and Hebrew. Okay. It doesn't. Yoin doesn't fit in here. I don't know why they did that. I mean, they know what they're talking about also. Okay, listen, it's not important. The point, the point is that it has another name. Okay? It's called the Ezov Yavan. Or Yain. In the Hebrew article, Yain. And the Mesifta says Yavan. In my Gemara with the Nakuda says Yavan. Which we don't really rely on that much. But okay, if it is Machlech, it's mine. Ezov Yain. It's one word. Uh-huh. I bet you it comes from the word Yavan. It's just called Yain. It's the same. Maybe it's the same Shurj. Okay. Ah, there's a, there's a plant that's called a ziyoyin. Okay. Great. The point is that the Torah says you should bring an azov. I don't know, okay, the new guys don't know, but I, I had one, I made an azov, and I sprinkled it, and I hit Rabbi Schoenberg by mistake in the face instead of hitting. So the azov that you use for to burn the paraduma, you use it, the famous one is to be metar, a tmeime, somebody that touched the corpse, you dunk it into the water of the Afer of Paraduma and you sprinkle. We did a whole demonstration. And then you have it for the Metzaira. And you have it, we mentioned today, this morning, by the carbon Pesach, the first carbon Pesach, you have the Azov. Don't use any Azov that has some Shem Levai that has a nickname. You must use the original Azov. Loy Azov Yavan, Veloy Azov Kochli, Veloy Azov Midbari, Veloy Azov. Because the bottom line is anything that has another name, a double name, don't use it. So Melawat. So over here, how can you use this marar that's called lettuce of the swamp? The agam. It should be completely possible. So the Rikivayir has a beautiful cash. I mean, there's five marars in the Mishnah. One of them is horse rat. All these are Shem Levais, no? It says in the Torah Marar, like you're supposed to eat marar, yet there's five different types. They're all Shem Levais. Okay, fine. Anyone that had a name change before Matan Torah, and then the Torah comes along and says, use Azov. Do not use Azov Roymi. Do not use Azov Yavon. Says the Gemara, this lettuce of the Agam, that was its name before Matan Torah. It's all included in Mar. When the Torah says Mar, it meant that also. It's not, a, it's not another name. That is it. That's part of it. There's Romaine lettuce and there's Agam lettuce. And that's all when the Torah was written. That's what it meant. It was, it was in existence in those days. Rabbi Omar, Hanimiriso Stomashmayu. Marar is plain. In other words, this, this Agam Marar is plain old Marar. You want to, what do you call it when you go to the store? Say, give me a bag of marar. So why did he call it the agam marar? You're just saying, you know, I want to be, I want to be, be specific. I'm telling you, it's the marar that, that, that you find in the agam. That's not its name. The real name is marar and mela fits in. No, 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 no. That is what, in the dictionary, it's called the Ezev Yavah. In the dictionary, it's called marar. 
It's how people relate to it. If you want to be more descriptive, you're going to say the one of the, the swamp. But otherwise you say, Mar. That's what Rabbi said. Omar Rav Chizda. Eged Bechad. Lo Eged. So you take this Ezoiv. Huh? Who asks? I don't believe you until you show it to me inside. So if you take one one azoif, one piece of schach, a chavila, you take one bamboo and you, you you wrap it around with a string that's not considered tying it up. Now there's a big problem to discuss, I already discussed because I mentioned earlier today when it comes to a chavila in the Mishnah, how much is a chavila? Taisus brings Yerushalmi that's 25. All of a sudden now the Gemara says three is enough. So either the Yerushalmi is mechulik on the Babli, the Babli is mechulik on Yerushalmi, or they have other tirutzim. Shnayim machloikis If you take two pieces and you tie them together, is it or isn't it considered tying something together? Machloikis rabbi Rabbanam. This nan mitzvahs ezoiv shloshah klachim. So, when you, when you take the Ezoi for the Mechatos, this is in order to purify something that's Tame. The mitzvah is with three Klochem. Three Klochem means three roots. You have to like literally rip out the Ezoi from the ground. Ubahem, and in each one of the roots, Shloisha Gevailim, total. Okay, this is what Rashi says. Not in each one three, but all together three Gevailim. In other words, in the center of the klachim, in the center of this root, there's one piece that comes out. So you have a total of three gevailim. The three center pieces, and that you have all the, all the ezoiv stuff on it. Comes Rabbi Yossi and says that if I'm using this and I'm sprinkling, you know, what, what happens when you go like this over and over? Another person that went to the Leviah, another, you have a Leviah of 100,000 people, you have to go like this. Eventually it's going to break off, something's going to break, and you're going to be left with two. So two is enough. Two is enough. If you start out with three and you're left with two, two is enough. Can you start out with two? No, maybe. Vigardum of Kalshu. And the stub, as long as you have a little bit of a stub, you're good. In other words, the two, and they're made out of stubs, you have a kol shu. Kosoka so we had a havamino, midishyorev, shnayim, tchilazinamishnayim. Maybe Rabbi Yezus says, if you start out with three and you end up with two, that's good enough. So maybe you can start out with two. Why do you have to start out with three in order to get the two? Ah, v'haydek toni shloisha. The reason why it says shloisha, not because you have to have three. It's not a mechiyub. It's good to start out with three. And if you end up with two, it's also good. And if you start out with two, it's also good. So why three? Because it's a special mitzvah. Now, what exactly is the machlekes? Obviously, if Rabbi Yossi says that three is a mitzvah, you don't have to start out with three. So Chacham say no, three is ma'akim. Okay, so we have a little bit of machlekes here. Between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbana. But Tanya Rabbi Yossi, Oymer, Ezev, Chilasi, Shnayim, Shior, Vechot, Pasul. It seems like you have to start with three. Mefurish. Rabbi says you have to start with three. You can't start with two. You have to start off with three. Okay, so 
not such a big problem. We got the names mixed up. We'll flip the names, but the bottom line is we have machloikas. It's the opposite. So Rabbi Yossi who says you need to start with three, and it's ma'akev. Rabbi say you don't you don't need to start with three. The only reason we say three is a special mitzvah, but you could also start off with two, and that's the shaila here. Is that considered the eged or not? We're tying together three. We're tying together two. But Tanya, and I'll prove it to you. If you start out with two, and then you're left over with one, it's okay. So that's Rabbanon. It's only possible when you start out with one, and you're left over with one. That's the Gemara. We just said that if you're left over with one, after you've done everything, you're good. So why are you saying that if you start out with if you end up with one, that it's possible. You're not possible. Says the Gemara, Ela and this is interesting Lashon. The only time when you start out as possible is like if you end up with one. And if you end up with one, you're kosher. It doesn't mean that it's kosher. It means just like the number one at the end is kosher. So when you start out with one, it's possible. It's a little bit of play with words. When you start out with one, like in a case that you end up with one, but not the same halacha. When you end up with one, it's okay. So when you start out with one, the same case, then it's possible. No, we proved that we had to flip it. No, we have something that, that says the same exact thing as Rabbanon. We, we established that Rabbanon and Rabbi Yossi, Rabbanon are the one that makel, and now we have a price that's makel, so it has to be. We just turned it off, Yudgim on Pays, sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group, for all those who need Shiduchim, refusing Shuas, please join Tehillim.8mindav.com. Okay. Who's those? Dorash Mireymar. Honey. Yisuriyoso the surah. You have these bundles of reeds. They come in a bundle. Mesakhimbu. Now what about the problem of chavile, zmoiroiz, chavile, kashim, all these things. Here you have a bundle. Even though they are tied. The, the person never had intent for an oitzar. He's not storing it. The reason why it's in a bundle like we do today. You buy a a dozen eggs, it comes in a certain carton. You buy a certain amount of things, it comes tied. Whatever it is. Toothpicks come in a certain, it's 200 of these. It's 25 of these. It's just to give you a number. It's not to, it's not for you to store it. And then Melo, since it's not for storage, you're allowed to use it for schach. There's no Xeris Oitzer here. Omer Rebabo. Hanit Srifidur So you have, a hut made out of aravos, willow. And the top has a knot. And on the bottom you have, you, they tie it together. Says the Gemara, If you undo the top right over here, then it's kosher schach. As the Gemara, but at the end of the day, it's still tied. Says the Gemara, It's talking about that he undid the bottom also. Ravuna, Bereda, Rabbi Shua, Afidu, Tema, Dele, Sharlu. You don't have to 
under the bottom. Kol eged sheni osir litaltaloi loi shmei eged. Any any time you tie something together, but it's not made to carry. You're not tying it together to carry. That's not considered tying a bundle. So the Hasidim want to say over here. I like that one. I like that one. I'm not Hasidish, you're right. So the Hasidim say, oh yeah, it's Mamish Moedic stuff here. We, we have to say something, right? I'm going to America. Any time you have a, a relationship with somebody, an egged, but you're not willing to carry the burden, it's not a relationship. In other words, like this. <laughs> Stop being so serious. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, when, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you have to put up with their shtosim, with their idiosyncrasies. With their, with their mishigas. Everybody, in other words, everybody has a mishigas. So the way to have a good relationship with the other person is to put up with the mishigas, to be metal to the mishigas. So there's a story. There's a guy that was famous for having an unbelievable shalom bias. Unbelievable. He's 70 years old. He lived his whole life, 50 years with the same woman. And it was Yidua. So the king went to visit this guy and he wanted to see the, the, the secrets of the Shalom Bayez. So the king knocks on the door. The guy welcomes him in. He's very excited, a guest. And he tells, the old man tells his old wife, he says, listen, go, go get a watermelon for the guest. So she goes, she goes down to the, to the storehouse and she schleps a watermelon. It takes her like 10 minutes to get back. Massive watermelon. And the 70 year old takes the watermelon and goes, gives it a zetz and he listens closely to hear. No. We have a guest here. What if no, another one. She claps the watermelon. She goes, comes back, all schwitzing and everything. Takes the watermelon second time. Gives it a whack. No, we have a guest. Come on. Third time, he's he gives it a whack. He says, "Oh, Maridik, Maridik. Oh, unbelievable. This is a good one. Fine." So the king says, "Listen, I heard Rabid that your Shalom Bais is unbelievable." What's the secret? She says, you want to know the secret? Come with me to the storehouse. But before we go there, you need to tell me, you have to guess, wild guess, how many watermelons do I have in my storehouse? So the king says, well, at least another two. He says, okay, fine. So they go to the storehouse, the warehouse, and they open up the door. The king can't believe it. There's zero watermelons in there. She says, you see, my wife knows my mishigas. Every time I have a guest, I play this game. She comes, she brings a watermelon, I go boom, boom, not good, good. And she goes with it, she rolls with it. So, oh, that's the Yisoyed. If you can roll with Mishigas, how does it fit into the words? I have no idea. <laughs> if you have a relationship, <laughs> if you have a relationship and you can't carry the burdens, the, the, the other Zach and the Mishigasin, it's not, a, it's not a good relationship. Okay. I'm <laughs> He's laughing away. I want you to remember me like that. I want you to work on our relationship. 
You have to put up with my stuff. How do you give something good in the middle of a sugya of, of hutzin and, and, and this kind of schach and that kind of schach? You come up with something better, Nachman. Get over here. Get over there. Get over here. Okay, fine. I'm the fourth. Bli Nether. I won't say that story as long as. Okay. You know, I, I think you should get up here and say the story about the train. <laughs> Listen, the Dailam is, is they're coming from Mincha. They, they don't need to hear the story. It's one of the worst stories ever. Okay, fine. Says the Gemara, Amr Papa. But you know what? I am I'm learning. I put up with your Mishigasin. I put I put up with your Mishigasin, no matter what. I love you still. And that's why you sit right over here. Yeah, yeah. I don't. He does. I'm not going. He needs it. Can I ask you a watermelon, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Okay, fine. Where are we? I'm Rabbi Abba. At least you know where we're holding. I'm Rabbi Abba. Omer Shmuel says Shmuel. Yerokoi shomu chachamim adam yoytzimim yidei chavasim bepesach. All these vegetables that chachamim say shom aleichem that chachamim say that you can use as mar on Pesach. Mevim is atuma veinchoy. We know the sugya. We managed just learned the sugya today, yesterday, last week. Same idea as this picture. It, it's so posh that the Kol Hashan doesn't even have a picture for it. It goes like this. We learned that if you have a beam and it's further away from this... I'm from New York, so this so a garbage bag is where they disposed of body parts in New York, the mafia. So there's a mace in this garbage bag. I guess the guy that drew this also is from New York. He didn't put like a dead person. It's not nice. I guess. Okay, fine. There's a mason here. If this is further away from the mace, one tefach, this is going to shield the tumor from hitting this kli, A. And B, the kli that's next to it is going to become tummy because the tumor roams. Now, pretend that this picture is a sukkah. Here, the walls are a sukkah. And on top are vegetables. Marr! The guy comes and brings a bunch of lettuce, uses lettuce. Now, lettuce is very thin. It's going to disappear when... By the time Sukkot is over, it's gone. And we're going to learn this halacha. Anytime you know that the schach is going to dry out and go bye-bye, it's as if it was never there even for one minute. Even the first day of Sukkot, when it's nice and moist, it's not schach. Therefore. So if this beam, just pretend this beam is a piece of lettuce, it will create tumma down below, everything becomes tumma. In other words, it's a good beam. And then all of a sudden it says, Now this is almost a contradiction. It doesn't provide a shield to tumma, and tumma goes right through it. Why not? If it's a beam, it should provide a shield. So the answer is, that it's good, it's a good shield. So if it's a good shield, the tumma goes down here. But the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon, they said it's not good. And therefore, it's not a shield. So they, they were machmer. They said this should also become tameh. Here's a big chiddush. We don't have to remember this halacha so, so much now. We're going to learn about it later. But it goes, it's very simple. If you leave an empty space, a void in your schach, three tfachim, puzzle. The sukkah is gone. In the middle. If you put puzzle schach in there, then it's not three tfachim, then it's four tfachim. 
And if it's on the side of the sukkah, it's four amas. Why? But without all those halachas, if you have a bunch of marar, you threw up marar on top of your sukkah, we, it acts as ear. It doesn't act as puzzle schach. Even though you're saying it's mikabal tumah and should be, it's food. It's mikabal tumah, it should, it should be puzzle schach. It's worse than puzzle schach. Where puzzle schach is only puzzle with four tvachim, now it's puzzle with three tvachim because three tvachim is as if it's not there and you have a, a skylight that's three tvachim and it puzzles the sukkah. My time, but what's the reason? Since we're dealing with vegetables, they're going to dry up in the in, dry up in the sun, and they're going to fall down. So right now, I'm I consider it as complete air, and air passes with three Oh, we're going to a beautiful sugya of yadois. The word sounds scary, but it's actually not. I left the other prop at home, unfortunately, but I have this. Baruch Hashem, I have this. This is what we call a yad, a handle. It's beautiful. A guy wants to eat a pulki. You ever went to Great America? Ten years ago I went. Maybe, not 30 years ago. When it was only for from people on Pesach. No, but I went when there's non from people. So they, they eat, yeah, whatever. They eat this massive turkey pulki, like in like like, I don't know, a sugar or something. Like, they're all walking around like this with the yad, and they eat this thing. It's gross. Thank you. Fine. Huh? Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. this is a cave thing. Yeah. So, this is a yad. Now, what does that have to do with that, Sugya? A lot of items have a yad. And the truth is that food is makabal toma, but a handle should not be makabal toma. It's not food. But if you need the handle for the food, you're in Great America. You're in one of, Great America is one of these amusement parks in America. Like this anywhere. So if you're in a, in a whatever you are, you, you, you're at a Shabbos table and this is how you eat your pulki. So you need the handle. You need the handle. The handle is part of the food and it's makabal tumma like the food. We'll also bring, if the tumma touches here, the tumma will go over here. If the tumma touches here, it'll go over there. It becomes like food even though you're never going to eat this bone. Now, an hour sugya, we're talking about tzchach. So you have a boitzer gas. You are harvesting grapes. And grapes, we know, come with those, what are they called? Stalks. Nah, it has to have a better word. All these branches, these little baby branches. Stalks. Vines. Vine. Nah. No, it's a cluster of grapes. So what attaches one grape to the other? Stems. Are, that's better than these English guys with their... Ah. Okay, very good. He has a yad. On the spot. Lemaisa Gershon is paying attention. That's the here. Fine. Wow, who's that guy on the screen? That's you. Oh, it's Heinen Chab. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's the, the, the reverse. I heard a Maisa from, that was said by Rabbi Friend, this Tishabov. He said that there was a guy that was Nifter. And somebody just went to Simcha or something. I just heard it secondhand, so I'm, I'm missing the details. So don't even bother sending me the email because I get it. But the point of the story is like this. Somebody's nifter, somebody went to like a Simcha or something, and all of a sudden, he sees the nifter walking around. Obviously, it's not the nifter because the nifter was nifter. It's the twin of the nifter. So he says, wait a minute. 
who are you? I'm the twin. But yeah, but you never had a beard. Your brother had a beard. He says, no. Ever since my brother was Nifter, I wanted to remember my brother. So I grew a beard, and every time I look in the mirror, I remember my brother. So your father knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. Yes. He said it was one of the most amazing mices. No, that the, the the it's a serious thing. A person grew a beard. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> he grew, grew a beard so that when he looks in the mirror, he should remember his brother. It's unbelievable. I'm gonna start calling you Basie or something. My whatever. Okay, fine. Edit, edit. Where am I holding? Oh, here we go. How so? If he harvests his grapes and he has all these stems on it, these you don't need a stem for grapes. Why? If I'm making grape juice or wine, I'm making wine. Do I want those stems? Absolutely not. The more stems I have, the worse it is. So since I don't want it, I don't. It's not part of my grape. Over here, I want it, so it's Yad. So that's halacha by grapes. So re- let's remember, Rav Huna says the halacha only by grapes. What about wheat? I don't know. Rav Nashi, Rav he says, if he cuts off a stalk of wheat, why? Because the kernels are not good for schach. They're food. So all I want is... The bottom part. So I don't want the two things connected. So the one who says when it, it has to do with wheat, of course he doesn't want the stems or what do the English people call it? The whatever. Because it's going to ruin the, the wine. But the one that said by grapes this halacha applies. But by grain... You do want them attached. Why? The nichalei, the lesachbehu. At the end of the day, I want it. Kehechad lelibadron, because you know the, the 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 what is it called? The stalk, the shaft. We're gonna the sheath. It's gonna fly away in the wind. So you need you need that weight to be there, and that's why I want it attached. And therefore, if I want it attached, it becomes automatically becomes a yad. Says the Gemara. Name of the Rebbe Nashi Bar Tanoi. Perhaps this is Machlaik's Tanat. If you have fig branches, and on the fig branches you have figs, these stems, and you have grapes, and you have the wheat together with the kernels. You know, that whole thing, I, I, I said this a few times already. There's a guy here in Bechemish that trains dogs, German shepherds, to smell the bugs in the date trees. And these dogs cost $100,000. Why? Because dates, each tree produces, I forgot, between five dollars and $15,000 worth of dates a season. So when you have one of those machbedos, and on the bottom, tons of dates, very, very valuable. If the, the non-essential parts of the date tree, the wood, if that's the rive, 
then it's kosher for schach, and lapsula, then once again you have a lot of dates, and dates are food, and food is makabal toma, it's no good for schach. So he sticks in here, yodais. In other words, yodais, Rashi explains, when we're talking about yodais, and we're talking about the machbeda, what's there? The part that's closest to the fruit, that's the yad. And he says that yad is also puzzle for, 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 for schach. You can't use the yad for schach. You have to have roiv in addition to the yad. And in addition to the food. In other words, the food and the yad go together here. This goes together. These two things go together. And all the psoilah stuff, the branches and the leaves, and that has to be more than this. In other words, yad is possible for schach. So we have a good machlaikis. The ma'asobar, yeshlam yodos. Ribab holds that these leftovers are considered a yad umar sava elam yodos. Ribnash holds not. We can't get out of saying that according to Rib Abba, who says that by wheat it does have a yad, that this is machlaikis tanoim. However, the Rabnash, the Gemara is going to explain, according to Rabnash, we don't know, we're not forced to say this is machlaikis here. Why? If you cut the wheat and you have intent for schach, then the, the, the kernels are not part of it. What happened was that at first he didn't want to do, when he harvested the wheat, he had zero intent for schach. He said, I want to make money off this. I want to make bread out of it. So it's la'achila. La'achila means he wants the kernels. Later on, he decided he wants to use it for schach. And we're going to flip it into yodos. As the Gemara, So then according to Rabbanon, why don't we have yodos here? What happened was, he decided to flip it into schach. And when you flip it into schach, you're taking away the original machshava. What, he starts out, he, he starts harvesting the sweet for food. But then in his mind, he did a flipperoo. He changed it. Why can't he change it? He went from food to schach. He made it into schach. Is that okay? Could you change something in your head? No. Who said yes? Why? How could you? So I'm going to prove to you wrong. It was a trick question. Sorry. Shabbos what? Dafnun. Wow, okay, you threw me there. Now I have to trust you. And then you got out of it. Okay, great. I'm going to look it up. How could you be mevatel, make something from food into schach? But now, and we learned in the Mishnah, you could make, maybe this is what you mean. You can make a kli tome just by thinking that it is, that it's done. You have a kli, you're not sure, is it finished, not finished? With your mind, you say, I'm done with it. This, the minute, the moment that you decide that you're done, it becomes a kli, the gavotoma. But once it's mikabotoma, like over here, we have food. He harvests the grain for food. So it's mikabotoma because it's food. In order to flip it and make it into schach where it's not mikabotoma, the only thing you could do is change it physically. And the Gemara goes on, just two more lines. To take action and change something, it's so strong that even if you took action beforehand, it will 
undo that action, but certainly it'll undo a thought. Machshava, just a thought, to say that it went from food to mitzchach. A thought does nothing. Zero. And the story will, st- will stop here in the middle of a sugya. Rabbi Isai, have a wonderful day. Bezer Hashem, next year is live from New York, the five towns, 1 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> Here, it's going to be on the screen at the same time. 7.15, shakras before, shakras after. But because I'm in New York, I always go overboard. 8.20, end the year. You should. No, just speeding up, speeding up. By the way, you could do that. No, a little bit, 5%, 7%. It sounds like people I know what I'm talking about.